that's the biggest problem that we have as realtors is other realtors. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Finding Closure, a real estate podcast. My name is Ivan Smith, and I'm the broker owner of Serenity Realty. And I'm Chelsea Ziss, Michigan broker and marketing manager at Serenity Realty. I'm so excited about doing this one. Yeah? Yeah. Well, because the last the last one we did was, um, it was on databases, which mm-hmm. is the most important but it's like, yeah, we told all the we, we told everybody what to do when they have a database, but we never really touched on how to start, like how, what channels to get a database going. So that's right. why I'm really excited about today. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking about open houses, why you should do open houses, the secrets to holding a super mega open house, and um, and what to do with them yeah. at the open house. What to do with them at the open house, and, and what to do yeah. with them after you leave the open house. Yeah. And holding open houses for other agents, because if you're brand new or you're a little slow, you might not have any own listings, you can go hold them open for other agents. Now, did you know in Michigan that you're allowed to hold other um, brokerages, open houses? I did. So, so like um, our our managing partner up there mm-hmm. um, contacted another managing partner of another company, and yeah. they are allowed to hold open houses as long as both brokers agree. Are they not allowed to in Ohio? I don't know. I, th- I think you can. I think you can hold open houses as long as it's cooperation amongst the brokers. I mean, we're it's all in the MLS, so mm-hmm. I don't know. That's but, interesting. Yeah, something something to talk about later. Um, so open houses, uh, I, I think they're a vital part of, um, um, a vital part of anyone's success. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of agents that say um, they don't wait. They waste their time on open houses. They don't do open houses. The nosy neighbors are coming down, which we'll talk about nosy neighbors. Which is absolutely crazy to me. But we're going to talk a little bit about what are why. we? Th- what, what are we there to do? Exactly. Why? What What are we there to do when we do an open mm-hmm. house? Well, here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through. You know, I love my percentages and statistics and reports. Okay. I talked about this a little bit in the database episode. Okay. Um. Yeah, I talked about fun. this report, which is the generational report. I'll probably mention it a lot. It's one of my favorites, but I've got some facts about open houses. Go 50, for it. Over 50% of all buyers in 2019 went to an open house as part of their buying process. But 50%? 50%. That's half, a lot. Half of all buyers go to an open house, um, but only 3 to 7% of buyers bought the house they saw at the open house. Right. So that's is, one, that's one of the that's one of the big things I wanted to talk about today is mm-hmm. we are not there to sell that house. That house is a needle in a haystack going to sell at the open house, but it does happen. Yeah, it does happen. That's why whenever you do an open house, always bring so three an offer. So 3 to 5% of people that are going through open houses actually buy the house that they were going to the open house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I still think that's high, but I, yeah, it's not bad. If you get ten people going through an open house, no, well, that's the rule know. of thumb. If you get ten people going through an open house, and you can work with three of them, and one of them, um, one one sold, yeah. you know, one closing. So, I would meet ten people to get one closing. Absolutely. Um, this is my favorite statistic, though. Okay. This one is my next one. I, I like hearing these. They're sort of exciting. Yeah. Um, on average, home buyers spent 10 weeks searching for houses but didn't contact realtors until three weeks into their search. Three weeks into their search. So that means they're looking at houses for three weeks before they ever talk to a realtor. 
So what does that mean? Well, that goes right in line with my theory of when people are going to buy a house, they walk into a department store, mm -hmm. you know, and they're going they're going to look for a new outfit, and the salesman comes up to them right away and says, "Hey, mm -hmm. you know, um, do do you need any help?" And what do we always say? I'm just looking, mm -hmm. right? So open house, they try to they try to look on their own mm -hmm. for three weeks before they come to an open three house. Three weeks, they're looking on the internet. Wow. We can assume that buyers that are going to open houses haven't met with a realtor yet. That's what they're doing in that three weeks before they contact a realtor. Because if they have a realtor, then they're going on appointments. They don't need to go to open houses because they can go look at the house whenever they want. A realtor will let them in. So we can make the assumption that they these buyers are spending those three weeks going to open houses. Okay. So what we can say is basically open houses are the easiest, cheapest way to get in front of people who are thinking about buying houses. I think it's a great idea. I have a couple other little facts about it just because I think it's very interesting. Um, so realistically, most people don't find their buyer's agents at open houses. It's right around 5%. However, and here's my favorite part of it, 4% of sellers found their agents at an open house. Yeah. No. So what you were talking about earlier, people complaining about nosy neighbors, those nosy neighbors might want to sell their house. Well, they're coming down to check out. They're coming down yeah. to check what what Mrs. Jones's living room looks like compared to theirs mm -hmm. and why they're listed at this price versus that price. That nosy neighbors are totally potential sellers. Yeah. You know, what, what do you say to those people? Do you know what your home's worth? Invite me over Thursday night for 10 minutes. Give me a walkthrough. Yeah. I'll tell you what it'll sell for in today's market. 78% of people go with the first agent they meet, buying yeah. or selling. That's so funny. That was my next fact. Oh. Look okay. at you with your well, statistics I know taking that one over my. <laughs> I teach that, so it's part of my training. No, but that's so great because, all right, so looking at all of our, let's put all of our little facts together. 50% of buyers go to open houses, period. Okay. Half of all buyers go. They're going for three weeks, they're going to check out open houses and looking on the internet for houses before they ever talk to a realtor. Right, and seventy-eight percent of them go with the first realtor they speak to. Yep. So you want to be the first realtor they speak to. You want to catch half of those buyers coming through on their own at those open houses. That's a big chunk of the market coming through. And I think the only reason that those other statistics are so low, where buyers and sellers find their agents at open houses, is because the agents aren't doing good open houses. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's the biggest problem that we have as realtors is other realtors. <laughs> You know, I, I, I can tell you that our agents are, yeah. do, are holding open houses and they're having success. I even told one of our agents that they will not sell the house at the open house. They are there to get buyers and that's what they're supposed to do. Build rapport with every buyer, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. She sold, She called me. She's a brand new agent. She called me and said, um, hey, there's people here who want to write a cash offer on the house. Prove me wrong. We wrote the offer. She closed it. So I Perfect. Mean, I mean, um, but but that was one time. Yeah. 214 transactions our company did, and it was one time that somebody sold that house at the open house. I had one where um, I didn't sell the house I was holding open, and it was even my listing. In fact, that listing expired, and they never relisted. So I didn't even sell the house. <laughs> the house never got sold that I was holding the open house for, but I did have a nosy neighbor come in, and I ended up helping his son buy a house. I ended up helping him sell his house, and I helped him buy a new one. So I got three transactions from a nosy neighbor at the open house that I never sold. That's, um, I mean, that's just... So hold your open houses. Well, a um, couple things. 
um, about open houses is um, you gotta you gotta know how to get people there because mm-hmm. what I've seen what when, when I I've been doing this now for 15 years right and when I hear other realtors complaining or bitching about open houses it's always because it's always because they're not getting enough traffic through the open house because yeah. and I ask them I say why what what are you doing to get the people there and they look at me and they say oh I put a sign up and I put it in the MLS and you know and and, and the and that's it. You got you got to do more. You have to create event. I know agents at another company who work open houses as a part time job, and they make seventy five to one hundred thousand dollars a year. Oh, I want to do that. Well, they work a couple hours during the week. They time yeah. block first yeah. of all. You know, they, we got to do time blocking because I'm horrible at it. Well, I mean, I do it. Go look at my phone. <laughs> I'm seeing your phone. <laughs> I know you're so freaking fancy. Anyways, I'm in a time block now. I was late to it, but anyways, yeah. Um, you right. have to time block during the week of to prepare for this open house, right? And you know, a, a big rule of thumb is two hours during the week and two hours on Sunday, just to get ju- to. And the two hours on Sunday is your open house. So walk us through it. I know you hold amazing open houses and you train everybody too. So tell us their events. I call yeah. them open house events. They are like oh, okay. wild, wild open house events. So walk us through the process starting at the very beginning of the week when you get an open house, whether it's your own listing or you're going to hold open another agent's. What's the process? So if you're a new agent, you can ask any one of the agents in your office if you can hold their house open. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think most of any agent that has listings <laughs> would say, absolutely, yeah. you can hold it open because I don't want to because I'm so busy. You know, that's what, they, that's what they usually say. And so talking to the agents who are, um, that carry a lot of listings and they are busy, you know, those go to the newer agents and see if they want to hold an open house, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, we're talking to both sets of, both sets of agents here, but, um, you got, you got to get, you got to get people to the open house. And if you're going to set some time during the week, the first thing you want to do on Monday, mm-hmm. okay. I usually say an hour on Monday, an hour on Wednesday, in two hours on Sunday. Okay. That's your open house. So what do you okay. do on Monday? Monday, I put it into the MLS. Why do I put it in the MLS? Because as soon as I put it in the MLS, all the other sites where you're look where um, buyers are looking for houses online, anytime they click on that house and it shows up in their search, it's going to have a tag at the top saying open house two to four. So I put it in the MLS. So it's on realtor.com. It's on Zillow. By the way, if you don't have your own profile, they are free for agents. Go to Realtor.com and Zillow because listings, not. I mean, I know we're talking about open houses, but you want to be listing ori- listing oriented. You're going to get buyers from the sign calls. You're going to get buyers from yeah. Zillow and yeah. Realtor.com. You're going to get buyers from the open house. I mean, these listings, that's why I, I'll take any listing just because I know what can come from it, you know? Right. So MLS, we put it in the MLS so everyone else knows. that. T- how long does that take, Chelsea? Takes me about six minutes, maybe. <laughs> to put it in the MLS? Yeah. Okay. So that's six minutes on Monday. And then what else you got to do on Monday? You got to get in your car and you got to drive. Mm-hmm. And our local board here sells open house on open house signs with arrows for like nine or 10 bucks a piece. Yep. So I know I said everything's free. You might have to spend a couple bucks. So, and if you're going to go pick them up, I, I'd get three at the sure. most. You know, most of the time you're probably only going to need two. Mm-hmm. But you know, for those other neighbor, for those other houses deep in a subdivision, you want to have three, correct? I would agree. And with that too, sometimes the agent you're holding it open for will have their own open house signs, and sometimes your brokerage has resources where you can get open house signs. So explore those free open house signs options first, and then if not, yeah, they're ten bucks. I mean, really, 
So you got to throw them up on Monday. So after you spend five minutes in the MLS, you got to get in your car and you got to go drive it over there. You got to put it on the corner of the main street. Mm -hmm. You got to, you got to direct the traffic down to the open house. Why are we putting the signs up early? So everybody in the neighborhood will see that it's open, Mm -hmm. not because they want to buy a house in the neighborhood they live in, but because they talk to friends, family, coworkers, everybody else that who is thinking of buying. They're going to say, hey, that house is being held up. There's a house in my neighborhood. It looks really nice being held open Sunday, two to four. You know, so we want to get people there. Then I got, then I partner up with uh, my lender. Mm-hmm. I got to get some flyer sheets. I get 50 of them printed. Okay. Okay. So on Wednesday, I got to go door knocking. I got to pass out 30 of those flyers to people in the neighborhood. I got to invite them to my open house, tell them to invite any of their people that are thinking about buying to the open house. And, and, and I'm not selling nothing. So I just go knock on the door and I say, hey, owners down the street, you know, um, they hired me to do an open house this Sunday and they wanted me to let everybody know. So here's a flyer. If you know anybody. Send them all, send them down. So then you have 20 flyers left over for your open house. And those should be free from your lender or title company if you do some joint marketing on it. Cool. Okay. That's smart. And even if you don't, again, you can spend a couple bucks. You go to Kinko's. You can print them out on your home printer. They don't have to be, you know, beautiful, glossy, laser printed. If your lender or title company partners will do that for you, absolutely do it. But don't not do them just because you don't have the resource to. So the rule of thumb is 10 to the right, 10 to the left, 10 to the cross street. You got to pass the flyer sheets out, okay? Mm-hmm. So then you got to get creative on social media, okay? So you got a house in a certain area. It's for sale. And um, this is why we have, uh, we're going to talk about this in the next segment, but we have a personal page and then we have a business page, correct? Right. The only reason we have those two pages, the only reason I have those two pages is so I can pay to advertise on the business page. I can't pay on my personal page. So I spend $9. It gives me in front of 4,500 people yeah. and it lets me pick who I want to see that ad. So I pick the area that the open house that the, that I pick the area that the open house is in, not because people in the area are going to bo- move there, mm-hmm. but so people in the area say, Hey, there's an open house coming up. And you know? fun little fact for you. Most I people, I know my, all my fun facts. Um, most people when they move and I don't remember the exact percentage uh, the majority of people who move, move within 10 miles of where they live right now. Within 10 miles. Like a huge, I'm going to, ha- yeah, I'm going to look it up. I'll find out later. I'll look it up. Um, but yeah, uh, most people, when they move, they move to within 10 miles of where they lived before because they want to keep their kids in the same school district. They're not going to change jobs. So they stick in that 10 mile radius. That's good to know. I didn't know so that. So that's absolutely the reason. That's another big reason because I do my own geomarketing. It's our fun little... We're going to talk about geomarketing in another segment. Mm -hmm. So um, Hot. I love that. I love geomarketing. I thought you were saying I looked hot today. I was like, I'm wearing a big fat sweatshirt, dude. I do not look hot. You do not look big fat (laughs) in anything. We'll have to uh, do a video one time, too. Yeah, we should should do a video one sometime because that'll be fun. Um, Not planned. (laughs) But, yeah, so that that is the reason I do the same thing. I geotarget, I think, within 10 miles. Because I know that people within 10 miles are going to be looking in that same neighborhood. So if we got the signs up early, we have mm-hmm. it in the air where everybody's looking for houses. We've told all the neighbors about it. We've went on social media and got in front of 4,500 people for $9. Right. And um, now what do we do? Oh, wait. For, can I ask you a real quick question, Absolutely. though? Absolutely. So when you go door knocking, yeah. what time do you do your door knocking? Uh, it, I do it in the evening. It's okay. got to be it's got to be like 530 to 630, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, I don't want to interrupt dinner and I don't want to go too late, you know. Sure. So I, I just got to get and If they're not there, I'll roll it up and put it in the door. But the, I, I knock on every one. And you, you know, didn't I, interrupt my mom. She's like right at five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, 
I did. I door knock her. No, <laughs> oh, I'm thought, just saying she eats so early. It cracks I thought me your up. mom. <laughs> well, because I do, you know, and, and door knocking yeah. is just getting the word out. So then you do your Facebook ad, and you know, by that time your your signs are in front of the house. Mm-hmm. Sunday, you show up um, 15 minutes early with a balloon, a sign-in sheet, a little bottle, a couple bottles water, so people can have something to drink while they walk through the house. If you want to do cookies and all that crap, that's fine. But um, at the dollar store, they have packs of like 10 sets of little crayons for a dollar. Mm-hmm. I'd get some coloring books and some crayons just for kids if they're there, you know, because sure. there's nothing worse when they love the house and the kids are screaming and stuff, but they love crayons. So that works. But I you mean, got, so, I think that describes most people's lives who have kids. Yeah. Where do you park <laughs> when you go there? Park in the street. Don't park in the driveway. Yeah, you want to leave lots people. of space. Yeah, make sure. And if the owner's got a broom and it's and there's leaves out, go sweep the front porch, make it look nice, mm-hmm. and turn on all the lights. You know, get the house set up, get the temperature set up there. If it's if it's hot yeah. out, get the AC on. If it's cold out, get the furnace on, and you know, have it very comfortable in there. And um, make people take off their shoes. If there's a screen door and the weather is okay, mm-hmm. open the the big door so that people can see in and don't feel weird and want to knock. They you want them to walk right in and feel at home. Absolutely. Kind of the point of the open house. Well, I I usually meet them outside. So if we're going to segue right into that. So we got everybody to show up to the open house, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's usually people waiting at the open house when I get there. Nice. And and there can't be anything better than that because then you're walking through, turning on lights, setting up with them behind you. So, you know, you you seem like a real human being. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do when they start coming in? What do I do? The first thing I have them do is sign in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's multiple reasons to have them sign in, not the least of which is actually getting their contact information so you can follow up. But I also let them know that it's for the safety of the homeowner and for their safety. We need everybody to sign in and leave their contact information. Absolutely. I tell them I'm not going to sell it or anything like that. I don't promise I'm not going to bug them because I plan to. <laughs> but um, you need everybody to sign in. Right. No, I, and I think that protects your seller. Your mm-hmm. seller wants to know who's going through their house. Mm-hmm. Even if it's vacant, they should still want to know who's going through their house. Right. Um, so now people come in. I meet them at the front door. I open up the front door, and I'm that guy that's, hi, how are you? Mm-hmm. Good. And, you know, the first thing I have to do with these people is I have to build rapport. So right. that that's the biggest obstacle is that, you know, um, it's, it's the biggest obstacle. It's like you got to find that niche with, it, with these p- people really quick. They have like seven seconds to like you. So if they have kids mm-hmm. – um, I always bring up pets, but kids are a good one. Kids, grandkids, um, anything to do with their kids, then, then they, sure. then they'll tell you. Um, so I meet them at the front, and I and I tell them, please sign in and take a look around. And when you get done, come back and see me. I have some information for you. They say okay. Now, sometimes I walk around with them. Sometimes I don't. But I have to build rapport. I have to get them laughing. I have to get them smiling. Right. I have to get them engaging with what they need so because it because it's it's rapport you got to build rapport you got to figure out what they're looking for you got to give them a feature and benefit and then you got to get their information i call that a close okay right so um as i'm walking around if you don't you're not going to get any of the other stuff accomplished if you don't build rapport so if you still feel like you're not building enough rapport with somebody you gotta go but you have to you have to keep pushing the rapport you have to get them to connect with you and it's sort of like a gift Mm -hmm. Uh, you know sports teams are a good way you know? Yeah. Too bad I don't know anything about sports. Well, there's a there's a there's a um, World Series coming up on Sunday. There no, is. No, it's a, it's the Super Bowl. I was gonna say there's not a it's not baseball season. And I it's I a, forgot about the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, I think it's San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I would have had no idea had you not said that. I just saw it on my news station this morning, <laughs> which I won't say which news I watch. Um, yeah, I usually, obviously, I don't know anything about sports, so I try to connect with them. Obviously, kids, kids, pets, um, jobs. Definitely every system that I'm teaching you right now will work anywhere you're at. If they, yep. dro- if they dropped me in the middle of um, Kansas City, Missouri... I can figure this out because I got I have these systems that it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. I know the area or not. I you know phones make it easy in technology, but I have to figure out um, after I build some rapport. I got to figure out while we're walking the house what they're looking for, you know. And I and I don't want to go all crazy into into in ground pools and fencing. I need to know five different things. I need to do I need to know bedrooms, garage, basement, area, price range. That's what I need to get out of these people while we're looking through the house. And you know. Another statistic for you is 88% of people have a problem. They and you have to be able to solve the problem. Yep. You know, so you, so in that rapport building, if you can get them to break through and tell you that they're getting a divorce or they're outgrowing their house or they're um, just starting out brand new or they live in the neighborhood and it's a listing, you know, breaking through that area, well, the rest of it comes really really easy. And then my feature and benefit as I'm going through the house to them. You know, sure, I communicate great. Sure, I've been doing this for this many years. Sure, I work at this office. But the biggest benefit we have to these people is the MLS, Chelsea. And these agents don't tell the buyers what the MLS does to them. If I told a brand new buyer exactly what the MLS does, 78% of people go with the first agent they meet. They are going to work with me because I told them what the MLS does. Yep. Stop looking on Zillow and Realtor.com and all those places because they're outdated. If you tell me those five things, what you're looking for, I will send them to you instantly as they come on the market. Is that something you're interested in? You know, of course they are. You know? Absolutely. And that's, um, you know, that's another one of those things. I think we're going to have to have a running list of all the things we mention every episode. MLS. The other thing that I was going to say was if you're having trouble building rapport or you're socially awkward and you don't know how to do it, stick to Ford. Yep. (laughs) Ford. Family, occupation, recreation, dreams. Yeah, Ask what do you about do? those four things. Yeah, what do you do? You know, what mm-hmm. are you looking for in a house? Oh, ask the open-ended questions. Mm-hmm. You know, something I teach in the in the basic of the trainings, too, is um, the 80-20 rule. You know, we do 20% of the talking. Let them do 80% of the talking. Yeah. God gave us two ears and one mouth. That's mm-hmm. So we listen more and talk less, yeah. you know. So when we get the stuff out of these people, I mean, um, that's what I want to know. You know, and, and, and if they say... You know, the max I can spend is 100000 I, I, Chelsea, I ask them straight up. I say, if I found you a house that is exactly what you wanted and it was 105000 would you buy it? If they say yes, they're not at 100000 I got to go up to 110. I yep. got to send them everything up to 110 because what's going to happen? You'll set them up for 100 They'll see the 105 somewhere else. Click. That realtor will end up showing to them and you'll lose. And that's one of the things that I was going to say, too. And we'll probably do a class on scripts and objections. I'm sure. Um, or a, a podcast on scripts and objections. One of the main things that I have learned, um, because I've been burnt on it, is to ask why they want something. So if they tell you they need a four-bedroom, two-bathroom house, but you know you know, maybe they don't really need four bedrooms, they just want it, you could say, do you really need four bedrooms and two bathrooms, or could you do three bedrooms and a den? Why do you want four bedrooms? Yep. Um, because if you don't ask those why questions occasionally, and you don't have to get into this at open houses, but hey, if they're talking to you, keep them talking. Absolutely. Because if they like talking to you, that means you are, that's building rapport. That's all it is, is they like talking to you. So if you can start asking some of those why questions. Well, and another way I like to really mm-hmm. catch people off guard is, um, this is a good way and part of scripts and objections, but when you're going through the house with them and you don't know if they're approved for a loan, 
and you don't know whatever, I tell everybody, everybody that I don't know that comes to the open house, I'm like, mm-hmm. so are you paying cash? And they laugh, and that's a good rapport builder. Yeah, that's because funny. Because most people don't. I say, so are you paying cash for the for, for your new home? And they look, at, and I say it serious, and they look at me like I am I am nuts, and they start laughing and say, oh no no, we're yeah. getting a loan, we're approved through. Mm. And that's you such know. a great way to, because uh, it can be delicate when you're saying, how are you paying for this? Well, that's a hard question. If you say, are you paying cash? You know, just assuming that they're paying cash, you know, it's a great way, and they'll get a good giggle because mm-hmm. I mean. And and then she gets somebody who says, yes. And you're like, hey, new best friend, I love you forever. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's a win-win. So so that's what I got to do. I got to figure out all that stuff. And then I got to tell them what I'm going to do. You know, before they leave the open house, the house probably isn't for them. You know, then I'm going to say, you know what, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, I am going to leave this open house, go home, plug this information in. You gave me your email addresses. I'm going to set you guys up on the same email so you're getting the same email at the same time, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, okay? Mm-hmm. And then and then, if it's all right with you, I'm going to send you a text saying I sent the email. And if you'd respond back that you got the email, that would be great. Is that all right with you? They always say yes. Yeah. So then I go home and what? that's the thing. I don't go to the bar afterwards and get drunk. I go home and set these searches up, okay? So I set the searches up and I text them immediately. I put them on a group text and say, hey, I just set up your searches. I just sent you 35 properties. I tell them. These properties, these these properties, you've probably already seen all of these properties on the internet. So this email necessarily isn't the most important email. It's the ones after that are going to be important because they're going to be brand new houses. Text me back to make sure you got the email. They text me back and say, we got it. Thank you. I I follow that up with, great. Look at all the houses. Let me know which ones you want to go see. Please text in here. And they say, great. Thank you. No problem. And then you have to follow up with them. Yeah. You know, usually that night they're usually sending you addresses of houses that they want to see, and then you get them scheduled. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's really as easy as that. You got to build rapport, figuring out what they're looking for, tell them about the MLS, get mm-hmm. their information, and do it. That brings us to the next part. Well, before we get to the follow-up part, I just wanted to do a couple of things on some of my tips for holding open houses, and not necessarily holding them open because I think you've got that on lockdown, but finding them. Because, you know me, I'm always thinking about my new agents or my agents who aren't maybe doing as well. If you don't have any listings and you want to start holding open houses for other agents, it's try to do it strategically. You kind of want to find a house um, that just came on the market or just had a big price drop. If that house has been on the market for four months with no price drop and it's already been held open three times, you can do all that stuff and you'll probably get a few more people. But It's, it's usually bad pictures. It's bad pictures on the market, four months, no price drop. Um, you know, you won't get as many people. You you might get a couple, but you won't get as many as if you get a new listing. New listings are the best way to do open houses. If it's been on the market for a week or less, hold that sucker open all day. Well, not all day, but, you know, hold it open. Um, what times do we do open houses? Now, we have an agent in the office that swears by 11 to 1. Right after church, they're coming by, and he says that he gets tons of, tons of traffic through his 11 to 1. That is like pulling teeth from me because I'm always old school 14 years ago 15 years mm-hmm. ago two to four two to four two to four you do open houses two to four I say I think I usually do them uh one to three or two to four I think that 11 like one to one to three thing, does people just do that to be weird like it's it, right after lunch it just throws me it's right after lunch and um that way it, I I really want to try the new the not the new I want to try the 11 to one and here's why because people like their Sundays to set aside and relax so if people are going to church or going to breakfast you're, or just 
you know, like me, I'm just lazy and like to lay around till 10. You can do 11 to 4. <laughs> Jeez, kill me. <laughs> um, so if you do 11 to 1, then they get out of the way early in the day and they can go about the rest of the day. Where if it's 2 to 4, you can't do anything on either side. You know, you're you're kind of boxing yourself in. Because if they go, you know, 4 to 7 isn't a whole lot of time to relax and before See, now, that, you don't have now, stuff to do. Now, I understand that, but um, I still think that Maybe that's the old school in me. You know, the millennials yeah. aren't thinking like that. They probably have it in their Google calendar, this house, this address. You know, here's something interesting. I know another, um, I went to a training where some of the agents absolutely swore by doing them on Thursday nights, six to eight. Now, now, th- now I've heard that. I've heard of that too. I've heard of Saturday open houses too. Mm-hmm. It's completely out of the norm. And you know what? There's people that probably like, like pastors in a church, like yeah. they're not going to be able to get out and look at any open house <laughs> Sunday. Right, they got church all day. Right, so I I get the other day thing and um auctions too, that they will but auctions that they hold um open houses once during the week and once on the weekend, so mm-hmm. it gives everybody a chance to come, go see it. Yeah, the thing is, I have a family, and in the summer we're super busy. Yeah. We're gone almost every weekend. We go hang out at my parents' house who have a pool, or we go hang out at Cedar Point, um, which is, you know, roller coasters and stuff. But most of the time, the weekends are kind of things that we do with kids. So the six to eight on a Thursday really appeals to me as somebody who would be a buyer because then my whole weekend is free, but I can still go see the house I want to check out from six to eight. No, I, I, I think it's a great idea. So I just don't. What well, the whole. The whole point of my training and everything is um, only stuff that I've experienced. So I don't know that. So yeah. I don't know if those are some. successful. But, yeah, you should try, and then we can do an updated one. Yeah, I'll try that. We'll try that. I'm going to wait till it gets a little bit warmer, though, because the whole idea is that it's still light out from 6 to 8. So if you do it from, you know, and it's freezing cold and sleety. Oh, weird random aside thing for you. So we're here in Toledo, Ohio right now. We have right now beaten our record for the longest consecutive time being overcast. Well, that's no sunshine, right? Yeah. They put it on the news because it's an actual record that we've been. Anyway, um, a couple of other small tips that I would say. Only two things. I think I talked about real estate reviews in the databases episode. Um, but kind of similar, similarly, when you do an open house. You could take one with you. I do. Every single one that I do. Because yeah. now I've got it for that neighborhood if anybody wants it. You got the school information. You got mm-hmm. everything. So I bring my little real estate review that gives you the trends for the neighborhood, the city, and the state, and the interest rates, and a little letter that says, hey, here's your real estate review. Um, And so when I get my nosy neighbors in there, who I love, nosy neighbors are my best friend. I get a bunch of deals from nosy neighbors. So they come through and I say, hey, so you live in the neighborhood? Because they eventually admit it because they don't want you to hound them. And you say, here, I've got this great information. Do you want to take a quick look at it? And they're so excited because it's not just specific to that house. It's specific to that neighborhood. So definitely do that. they love to talk about their house. Yeah, they do. They want to tell you all about their house that they're not planning on selling in the next 20 years. Listen, though, because they might know somebody who is. Um, The other thing is for every open house that I do, especially if it's not my listing, I bring about five uh, five active listings with me. I bring the one sheet. So if they go, you know, I really like this house and it's in our price range, but it's not really what I'm looking for. And I say, here, here's five other ones. Do you want to go take a look at one of these? That's good. So I have it right there. Right and now, I don't even know if there's five in the area that you want to go because there's nothing. Oh, yeah. Inventory is low. But but that way I can, idea, say, I can say, oh, well, you know, I know this one isn't exactly what you want, but these ones are in a very similar price range. Do you want to take a look at any of these? I'd be happy to show you. Yeah. So that's a really cool thing. And the last thing that I have for um, just as a tip 
when you're holding open a house for another agent. Right afterwards, when you go home and you've set everybody up on the MLS that you want to, send the agent an update. They'll be really appreciative if you say, hey, you know what? I had 10 or 12 people come through. Um, I had three that seemed pretty interested, one that seemed really interested, and I'll let you know how that goes. Give them feedback. What yeah. was what they like? What, did, what didn't no, they you like? Can, you Great can, idea. You can keep the names yourself because yep. that's your contact oh, yeah. information. But but let them know. They'll be happy, and then they'll think of you the next time they need something held open and maybe contact you when they have a brand-new listing and say, hey, I'm listing this on Thursday. Do you want you want to hold it open? Um, so the, those are some little tips that I have. Now, I'm telling you, if you do, if you do everything that we mm-hmm. talked about in this thing, there's no reason people aren't going to show up. I you know, agree. You, you, you'll definitely have people. Let's talk real quick about what well, follow-up's easy. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you, you, two days go by, you haven't heard from them or they're not texting him there. You got to ask them, is there anything you want me to change? You know, any areas you want me to add or delete? You want me to do anything with price? Mm-hmm. You know, is there anything that you want me to change? If I, uh, the, but you should be following up with them guys once a week, sending them a smiley face saying, yeah. hey, just thinking about you. You know, you're still there, keeping in contact with them. Um, but what, what are some things, what, here's a couple things, what, what could go wrong in an open house? I mean, <laughs> oh my lots gosh. could go wrong. Um, what, what could go wrong in an open house? You could get somebody, let's say, um, I've had somebody who said that, that they don't want to sign in. What do you do? I ask them to leave. Okay. It's security for my sellers. You know, if you're not willing to sign in, it sounds, it's, it, you know, it's just creepy, you know, sign in, even write down a fake name. I don't care. Ask them to leave if they don't want to sign yeah. in. They don't belong there. Honestly, yeah, if they're already being belligerent. Now, there's some ways you can get around it. I've had people do that, and I say, listen, imagine if this was your house. Wouldn't you want a list of everyone that came through in case something happens? I'm not saying you're going to, but as an owner, as a homeowner myself, I would want to know. I'd want to be able to have a record of everybody that came in when strangers are walking through. If they still won't sign in after that, find out why they won't sign in, because a lot of times they say, well, I don't want you to contact me, and say, you know what? I'm going to respect that because I understand that. And if they're being that much of a dick, then I don't want to talk to them anyway. Say, please sign in right next to it. Please don't contact me. Well, and I and I get you want to work with everybody because you're new. But seriously, if they won't sign in a piece of paper and knowing that they can even give you a fake name, they're just being assholes. Mm-hmm. Don't work with them. Yep, but not worth I mean, it. you're still going to. Newbies are still going to. And I, and I did assholes. too. And I did too. Yeah, so. we all do. I can't. But um, some other things that could go wrong Ooh, in an open house. Here's one of mine, um, things that can go wrong, is make sure you educate your homeowners to put away things that they don't want people to see or rifle through or look in. Um, don't leave guns in the house. Like the half-lit blunt. Like half- I walked into a house and had oh a blunt gosh. sitting in the ashtray, and it's just smoking still. I'm like, mm. uh, oh, Excuse okay. you. Yeah, I've done it. Or where they have a bunch of guns, because we're in Ohio and everybody has guns. Yep. So, um, actually, here's a real quick funny thing. Because one time I was doing an open house, and I'd gone through and turned all the lights and stuff, and it was great. But I had a, a, a family walk through, and it was a very pregnant wife and her husband and then their mom, and they were um, not from around here. So they're a little bit maybe more liberal than the average Ohioan would be. And they go and they open a linen closet, and there's literally a shotgun sitting there. Just on top of the towels. Scared the shit out of them. Uh, yeah, scared the shit out of me because I'm like, who the fuck leaves a uh, shotgun? So we're freaking out, and I go over and I look at it. It's not a shotgun. It's a plunger that is shaped like a shotgun. A plunger that's shaped like a shotgun? Yeah. You can look it up on Amazon.com, and I went and did, and it's it's a redneck plunger. It's a literal plastic shotgun. It's not a real gun. It just looks exactly like one, but at the end of the barrel, that's there's so a plunger. Funny. So that was, you know, put away 
things that look scary, even if they aren't, because you might freak somebody out. We didn't, they didn't, those people did not buy that house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I, I would hope not. It would scare me too. But yeah, or, you know, prescription drugs. Let's say somebody, let's say somebody comes um, to the house and they, um, and they say they already have a realtor. What do you do? I say, okay, cool. Sign in. Keep walking through. Yeah. I mean, if they sign in, but I always ask them, are you happy with the services they're providing you? Yeah. You know, I mean, this is fair game. Did you sign anything with them? If you didn't sign anything with them, yep. are you happy with the service they're providing you? Are they getting back to you in 30 seconds or less on text message? Are they getting you in properties that day yeah. or the next day yep. so you don't miss out? Because that's what I can do for you. You know, there's no reason with going to get business. You know, if they've signed something, though, you got to just let them go. Sign in. Sign your realtor's name. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm uh, never going to contact yeah. you after this anyways. I've had a few times where I'm holding an open house and people come in with their realtor. Yeah. Oh, I, I've been to, I, I love going to open houses yeah. with my clients. I like, go, I go ah, to them with here. my clients. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if they have a realtor and there's no way around it, then, you know, in our scripts and objections class, if they say, oh, my brother's a realtor, oh, my sister's a realtor, you know, there's stuff you can say to those people too. But mm -hmm. definitely want to ask if they've signed something. If they haven't, ask them if they're happy with the service they're providing because um, most realtors are not that great. And so you're if you're better than the next person and you tell them you'll get them into houses sooner so yeah. they don't miss out, you'll win. Yeah, absolutely. And that is that is a thing is, you know, we talked about it last time too. Most realtors fail out in the first two years. So there's a lot of people who are not doing super great. A big part of that is training. Um, but some people are just, you know, if you text a realtor and they don't text you back, that's really annoying. You brought up something right before I cut you off and you said prescription pills. And you want to tell your sellers and you want to, yeah. if they, and, and most listing agents that um, have a lot of listings, they probably, it's script, they're scripted to tell their sellers to put their medication up. And not that, in 15 years, I've never had anything come up missing at an open house, but I've heard about um, things coming up missing. And yeah. the number one thing I've heard about is prescription pills. So I think it's a great idea to put those up or take them with you mm -hmm. or something, you know, cause you can't keep your eyes on everybody. I agree with that. And if you are in a hot area and you know that it's the first day on the market's going to be Sunday at the open house, grab another buddy with you, grab another newer agent to go with mm -hmm. you. You know, there, if you're going to have that much business, it's, it's rather than, uh, I'd rather share it with an agent in my office than to let the fish drop out of the net. I agree. So very cool. Tell us about uh, a good open house you had. Oh, I mean, I, we did one in a real nice subdivision over, and I mean, I bet you had, I bet you I had um, thirty people through the open house. I should have had. Wow. I should have had more. I didn't sell it, but I built connections with like five or six people, and I was busy for like the next month after that. Um, but but I did exactly what I said I was going to do. I got them on a search. I yeah. followed up with them. Put them on a group text. I sent them the, both the same emails. I followed up and said, "Did you see that one at one two three Main Street?" I mean, mm -hmm. I worked them. That you can't just go to the open house and say, "Hey, I'm here. You know, right. work with me." You know, you got to go. This is your time to shine. It's two hours. You know, yep. leave your iPad and phones in the car. You know, unless you need the information, leave. Be with your clients. Stay off your phone. I agree with that. 100%. Engage. You know, mm -hmm. I have the information on my phone. So if the, if I if I know if they see that I'm looking at my phone, looking up the square footage of the taxes or something like that, that's right. fine. But it's, it should be on those flyer sheets, too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we I think I think if you do open houses the way we just talked about, them, it's a win win situation. Absolutely. You know, I, um, the seller's getting some exposure. The listing agents um, getting kudos for having the open house. The buyer's agents getting all the buyers. I mean, and, and, and the buyers, if you do it right and you train your buyers right, they're getting the best experience they can possible, mm -hmm. and that's our whole goal. Yeah. 
Um, I already talked about one of my success stories where I ended up getting three transactions from a house I wasn't even able to sell. Um, which, hey, you know, it worked out. And yep. I there's still, mm-hmm. you know, good people that I talk to a lot. Um, but another one was same sort of thing. I had a, a young guy come through an open house that I was doing. And he was he's like, you know, this house is way out of my price range. I'm just checking stuff out. I just want to see what's available in this neighborhood. And I said, oh, you know, what's your price range, blah, blah, blah. He ended up being a client. I helped him buy a house. I, I think I got my second year in real estate, I got probably half of my clients were from open houses that I held because so what if it, this isn't the house for them? So what if they're a nosy neighbor? So what if they're not pre-approved yet? You need zero experience to do this, mm-hmm. to do open houses. Yeah. I mean, you can do you can hit the pass your test, hit the ground running and get yourself in yeah. an open house. And talk to everybody that comes through, even if they're, if they tell you, I'm not interested. I'm not looking for anything because everybody has their own sphere of influence. You know, they have their own family members, their own friends, and they might go, you know what? I talked to this really nice realtor a few days ago and you just told me you're looking for a house. I'm going to recommend realtor. I'm going to recommend Ivan because he was so nice to me at the open house. He knew exactly what he was talking about. So here, friend, call Ivan. Um, How many Ivan realtors do you think are out there? Not many. There's a ton of Chelsea's, though. Do you have any, um, before we go, do you have any failure or funny stories from open houses? Um, Yeah, actually, I do. I have a really neat, funny one. And um, I'm sort of, I don't know if you can tell, a happy, jolly person. And, you know, so when I meet people, I'm I'm real excited to show them around the house. Uh And we got to the basement, and the one uh, lady, she asked me what was in that big wooden thing with a lock on it. And I said, oh, that's the crawl space, because, you know, some basements, you know, it's... It's a half basement, half crawl. And I opened up that crawl space and a black cat jumped out of that crawl space right across my face. And I mean, it's whiskers like it was right by my nose. And I screamed so loud, scared the (laughs) shit out of my buyers. They laughed. They bought a house through me that for sure, because that was the running joke was the cat joke. What is it with you and cats? Um, I told you about when I was real young, like 18 or 19, I worked at Babbling and Soil Change Uh and me and my buddy worked there and a car pulled in and he was down below and I opened up the hood and a fucking cat jumped out at me then too. So I'm oh like, my I'm, gosh. I have a, but I love cats. I just, yeah. but they, I mean, they really like you, stories. I guess. Yeah. And then uh, my, one of the first open houses I ever mm-hmm. did was on, um, was in uh, a not so great area that I'll never go back mm-hmm. to and do an open house again. But there were gunshots going off as soon as I got there. So I was there probably 20 minutes. I packed up my signs and took off, and I never went back to that area again. Yeah, that doesn't sound super fun. No, the cat story is much more fun. But I definitely generate income off open houses. Uh-huh. I would do open houses now and just get them and then pass them off to somebody. You know, if I was the listing agent and uh, n- nobody wanted to do the open house, I'll do it and get the buyers, and then I'll pass them to somebody on a 50-50 split. You know, what I mean, heck yeah. There, there's lots. There's yeah. lots of avenue streams of income you can do use just for open houses. I mean, and, and then what? What's the moral of the story? After they close, or you make a friend, you get them on your database and get referrals from them. Then mm-hmm. we go back to the database class. Yeah. Oh, I will say though, one one thing to always remember is if you are holding a an open house for another agent, um, find out about the status of the house, because one time I held an open house and it was vacant and winterized. And I had had a gigantic coffee before I got there and really had to pee. And I was, I mean, within a minute or two of just peeing my pants right into a McDonald's cup. No, (laughs) I was that's an open house trick. Don't eat the yellow snow. Oh, (laughs) yeah, because, you know, people pay for that. Good stuff, Chelsea. Thanks for talking to me. Um, 
I really enjoyed talking to you today. We had a good day, day today. Yeah. You I, seemed very happy. Well, I, I enjoy open houses. So yeah, I open think houses they're a valuable part of uh, my business when I was starting up. And uh, I, I don't think you can go wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to us on Finding Closure, a real estate podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to yell at us a little bit, you can find us at our website, findingclosurepod.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at findclosurepod. Uh, listen to us on anchor.fm slash closure, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other place you can find podcasts. And um, It's all Turkish to me. Yeah, Ivan has no idea what I'm talking about. He's just <laughs> looking at me, just open mouth, drooling, vacant expression. Yeah. But, yeah. Give me something I can share in my Facebook. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> find us. Talk to us. Tell us something. Have a great day. Bye. Uh, what was I talking about? What was I saying? Open houses. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ivan. You're so helpful.